0: Welcome to Story U Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I'm delighted that you are here to spend this hour with me. I am a life coach here in the Seattle area. I help people as their spiritual mentor get in touch with their authentic voice. A lot of people are really trying to find their way in their daily lives And my number one objective is to help you feel honest and truthful about the life you want to live. And if you care to express it in some way, like through a a blog or through articles, through your love letters, through your books. So I blend in my, um, I guess I would say my experience as a writing teacher And I help people do their writing. So first off, life coaching. And next off, your writing. If you are catching our show today live, you know we are just days before the big uh, holiday here. Christmas is 10 days away. Hanukkah has started and other traditions are underway as well. Thanksgiving, it just seems like a past memory at this point, but it's really just a few weeks behind us there. And then we've got the big holiday in the U.S. We have the celebration of New Year's Eve. And I'm I'm imagining there are many, many other places that do it in their own way here in the U.S., we tend to stay up very late, we get together in big groups, we have lots of drink together, that's a very common thing, and then we try to find ourselves in the comfy comforts of someone we can plant a kiss on at midnight. That's how we celebrate in the U.S. It's not the only way, it's just one way. But what are we really celebrating? We're celebrating that it's time to close down one year and open up the new year. Something I find so common in my life coaching practice is that many people just want to go running like mad out of the old year and running with open arms into the new year. There's also those who want to go running like mad out of the old year and don't know where the heck to run or where the new year really even is. And then there's those of course that are feeling a little more balanced. But today's show is dedicated to our runners (laughs) and I have a, a lot of relating to do because there were definitely years in my life where I didn't wanna take stock of how the year went, or I didn't want to open my arms up to the new year because the last one had been tough, and what if this one's harder? And all those things that the mind can tell us. We, we learn when we're early in life coaching school uh, I will speak for me and my cohorts, that we really came for ourselves. We came because there were habits and ways of living that just weren't on some level completely working out. We wanted to become very skilled at it, and if we pursued further, we wanted to be available to mentor others. Now, something that really surprised me when I was in life coaching school is how many people arrived in that school in what they might even call the the golden years of life. I went to one retreat where at the time, I I think I was probably early, mid-40s, and expected to be the oldest person there. And I was by far the youngest, by far. There were people in the group that were approaching 85 and 90 years old. They were there to really just tune in to what does it mean to live a life intentionally, maybe even with some mastery, but definitely with And this is going to be our keyword today, with grace. What is it like to be in your life with grace? It is holiday time. I don't know if I really opened up my phone lines, but they have been ringing. Holiday office hours have been going on. People have big questions. Like I said, these are questions I've been asking myself Journaling through, finding some mastery with, and then in many cases, taking it back to the drawing board, trying again, seeing how I might try new ideas. When you are finishing up a year and stepping into a new one, I can understand wanting to just go running mad and hope for the best. But really, if you can embrace some grace, At this time of year, especially toward yourself, you'll find you have so much more for those that you're going to be seeing at these holiday gatherings, for those that you might be celebrating with on New Year's Eve. And maybe, maybe, maybe even just allowing yourself to open your heart even more, even more. Than you thought you could before you slap that lovely kiss on the person at midnight when you chime in the new year. How would that feel? I think it would feel amazing. So if this makes you feel happy, stay with me. We've got an hour together today. I'm going to share with you some of the Oh, I like to just call it, you know, Coach Debbie's hotline. Some of the conversations that have been going on in the background understand I have to be anonymous about this and protect, protect the identity of others. But if it's something that I've gone through, I might go just a little bit deeper with you, um, just in my willingness to be vulnerable and help you feel like the holidays can actually be a time when you are creating a story of grace. And let me share with you now that if you do it this way, you will have a lot more to write about in the upcoming year. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we think it's the opposite. We think if we can create more drama, that's what people are really going to like. Well, maybe, maybe that particular type of person that is into the daytime dramas, the soap operas, the gossip, maybe so. But maybe you have a real purpose right now to be in that place of authorship, be one with your own grace, and see how that might carry you into the new year. We're going to talk about that, and we do have phone lines open. Like I said, my Coach Debbie hotline has been ringing lately, so I do have some stories to share with you, but if you would like some live coaching today, I invite you to call in. The number is one eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine. And if you are connected to me on socials or my email, of course, you can write your note to me. I never go beyond saying your first name. I don't give away birthdays, your location, anything like that. Don't worry. We keep you pretty anonymous. But by reading your question, other people are going to relate. And it's just going to have an opportunity to help you and to spread wide. So I invite you, if you have a question about holidays, stress, grace, family, writing, all the things, any of the things, send them in. I'd love to hear from you. Let me just take a moment here and remind you that this live radio show comes out every single Thursday. We're, We're live right now. Every single Thursday, we're based in Seattle, Washington, and so if you want to catch us live, tune in to KKNW in Seattle. You can do that on your car radio. You can do it on your computer by going to 1150kknw.com. You can always download our app and catch us live. There's many ways to do it. But my guess is that there's a fair number of you that like to do things on your own time. And Eric produces a beautiful podcast for you shortly after the show, always within 24 hours after the show. And we're available on your favorite podcast platforms. There's Apple Podcasts, Spotify. There's uh, Podcast One. I even find it on Audible. I subscribe to Audible. It's free to subscribers on Audible. So just go to your favorite podcast platform. And while you're there, go ahead and subscribe. And why don't you send me a little review? Especially if you like the show. If you're not sure about the show, hang on. Let me, uh, let me win you over with a couple more shows first. <laughs> but if you like the show... I would love your review. If you feel it, offer a five-star rating. You never know how that might help this show reach even more people. Now, some things we've been talking about lately is the concept of, just last week, we talked about thriving after loss. I brought Becky Gibbler on the show. She's one of my clients. She has written not one, but two books in the last year-ish amount of time. And the second one is coming out very, very soon. Becky, before writing her book about loss, would tell you that she had no idea her future was going to include helping others that are going through it. And specifically being available to the LGBTQ plus community, as she found, there wasn't that much literature specifically to the community. She's gone through trainings with David Kessler's grief. Um, He has uh, like a master program on grief. I really think if you want to be masterful in that area, he is one of the best people you could invest your time in. She came to the show. She was here on December, hmm, what's today's date? The 14th? So that would make last week December 7th. So you can find that show in our podcast now. That's Thriving After Loss. Another one I want to point out to you is that Diana Scalia was here with me November 30th. And we were talking about expecting good things to happen. Or, as she likes to say, when you believe that life is rigged in your favor. She got a little help from Rumi on that one. But what is it like to get out of bed in the morning and expect good things to happen? She is someone that has written, uh, she's writing her second cookbook with me. She wrote her first cookbook. In the 90s, and she just finished her book called The Bump Clause, The Bump Clause, which is available on Amazon now. And that is just a delightful book about romantic encounters some surprise, some well planned, all that had a beginning, middle, and end, and a little lesson that she took away and thought would be so valuable to her readers. There were moments when I got teared up, there were moments when I laughed out loud, and there were moments when I was like, oh, right. So I think you would enjoy this book very much, The Bump Clause by Diana Scalia. Those were just a few shows we had recently, and then of course we sort of kicked off the holidays just a little bit early, talking about preventative care on November 9th. And then back there in October, way back there on October 26th, we talked about the cure to procrastination. Now that takes a lot of gall to say that I know the cure to procrastination, but I really think I do. And I shared it explicitly in that show on October 26th. So if you're looking for some things to do this holiday season, if you're hiding out a little bit, maybe you want to binge the podcast and see what you find, and I'm always open to hear what you thought. You can write to me directly anytime. My email is debbie at coachdebbie.com, and if you're new here, Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y debbie at coachdebbie.com. I love receiving your mail. So now here's just a couple things I want to leave you with before we go to our very first break. I want you to think about the idea that you have a particular ability to be the author or what I like to call the authority in your own life. And I really believe you're going to enjoy that far more if you bring in grace. And we want to think about grace as your goodwill. Maybe you would think about offering grace as um, your elegance. Grace is something that sometimes requires a little pause, but it is something that you can give to yourself. And maybe you're far more practiced giving it to others, but what would it look like if you were giving it to yourself? And if you were giving it to yourself at the holiday season, oh, I have so much to tell you about this. First, I need to take a little break right here. I'm going to check my socials, see if you're writing in. We're going to be right back. Stay tuned.
1: You know Coach Debbie from Story Utah Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just Sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150KKNW.com.
0: Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. Thanks so much for joining me today. We are talking about letting your life story really demonstrate grace as you go into the holidays. This can be a time of year where people run scared, where they vanish, <laughs> where they put on the perfectionist cap and think, well... I don't know how the rest of the year has gone, but right now, there's going to be a lot of people in my living room, and I got I to gotta show up. I got to be good. I got to be my best. I got to be perfect, and all those other funny, scary ideas. But what would it be like if we just dropped some of that, and instead we thought more about just having a simple elegance going into your holidays, finding your own refinement, being courteous to yourself, finding some goodwill toward yourself, and maybe even those that have been a little difficult in past holiday times to be around. I do think it always begins with the self, because if we can't be graceful and honoring of self, then it's surprising, but what's going to come forward is the ego, and the ego is going to need to be defended, and then the chances of grace—it's just gone, for self, for others, for anything. So as I've been talking on my hotline, I told you about—that's just sort of my my term for when people ask, "Can I can I sneak in an extra coaching session?" Could I have a a face-to-face today? Is there any way we could bump up my appointment to tomorrow instead of next week? When that hotline time starts, usually it's because culturally things are a little heated up. And the holidays, definitely, definitely a time when things can heat up. So I was on the phone very recently with client. And this is what she said. I know I'm stalling on writing and I really do want to write, but you have to understand if anyone in my family finds out I'm doing this, it's going to be bad for me. And so we talked about the fact that maybe, maybe, maybe her writing is not yet for the public because what I'm hearing is that she's not ready to release it. That if for some reason it got into the hands of her family, she wouldn't be able to cope. As she put it, it will be bad for me. Meaning, she's not sure how gracefully she can attend to their reactions. My advice always is then write what you're willing to own and leave the rest out, especially if you are bent on the idea of publishing whatever you're writing. So for example, there's places people can publish on the daily or on the weekly for free and build their brands. Maybe you read these things like Quora or The Medium or Tango. There's all these different places where people can build their identity as an influencer or an expert and they get known. And for many people, the the thought that the neighbor or the family member or God help us, our spouse, read what we write because then they'll know more about us. But think about what that says. That somehow says, one, there's a vulnerability level we're willing to take with strangers that we're not yet willing to take with family and others. It may be saying that we've also run into trouble in the past with these family members or others, Uh, but it's also really, really saying I don't know how to stand in my authority if others read it. And there's a stronger trigger, especially at holiday time, when there's high expectations. So how do we deal with this? Well, my number one advice is to, if you really want to be a public voice, is to be very, very honest about what you're willing to be public about? What are you willing to say publicly? Because you are helping people by being public, but you are not helping people by censoring yourself. You're helping them by acting in grace. So my question is, do you know the difference between censoring and being graceful? Let's start first with grace, just for the interest of time here. If you're being graceful, you are looking at the story you want to tell, you are looking at how you want to show up in it, and you are offering yourself certainty that whatever words you pick, whatever scenarios you write about, whatever conclusions you make in your writing, you can stand behind regardless of who challenges you. That's grace. Censoring is a little different where you think about who might be reading it, how you can change who you are to be accepted so that it can go out and you won't lose face and you won't, uh, In censorship, we're usually very worried about being kicked out of some sort of membership or clan. So we alter who we really are. But notice what happens there. You're no longer the author of your true voice, you're only the author of what you were willing to say. And if you ask me, that's not authoring anymore that's censoring. Grace brings you back into being the author of your article, the author of your experience. It doesn't say I need to align with everyone who reads this. It says I align with the experience I had. I align with the way I'm sharing it. I align with the conclusions I make. And if someone comes and challenges me, I know that the, all it is, and this is really the key here, all it is is a difference of opinion. It's nothing else. Now, others can approach you in such a way that it's going to feel like it's more. Maybe it's going to feel like you are going to be outed from the tribe. Maybe these people Are so into their own thinking that if you were to engage and defend and go on and on and on, you could be outed from the tribe. But what I want you to take away from this is you have the grace to know what extent you can talk publicly. I think back to the fact that when I was a real young girl, I was bullied. I have the grace to say just exactly that here, because that allows you to know something important about my past that I've really had to work on so that I could speak publicly. I also have the grace to tell you that some of the hardest years were doing my junior high school years, and that was because the Guardians, the mentors, the parents, those were the years when I had the most limited access. My mother didn't live in the home. I had a stepfather. My biological father lived on the other side of the country. The grandparents I knew when I was a little girl, all three sets of grandparents lived five plus states away from me. At the time, I didn't have any personal mentorship. Now, I feel very confident saying that on live radio. What if, what if someone got in my face and said, you know, you remember that wrong. You had people surrounding you. You had all the mentorship you ever needed around you. I mean, these kind of hot little, little, sensations come up in people and they want to poke at you, get a conversation going by saying, I heard what you said. I know what you're doing. The thing about it is you can have the grace to realize they just have a different opinion about your history. And at this point in time, I know this is so about some of the people that really enjoy challenging me. So I don't engage with them. And if they're right in my face, sometimes I have said, I just have my own memories about it and I see you do too. And that is a graceful way of letting them know we're not talking anymore, right? We don't have to go into a real defensive place. But listen here, if it's true for you that you want to get into authoring articles You want to get into authoring a regular blog, a place where people can see your writing, your words in writing, or even a book, something people can purchase, take with them, underline, and start babbling back at you what they read. If you're going to be that person, you have to step into your authorship. And I really, really suggest you do it with grace. Where are you going to get a lot of practice? At the holiday dinner table. (laughs) I promise you, you will get some practice there. Because if that dinner table has one other person or more, there is the possibility of contrary opinion, maybe even sitting directly across from you. How might you start to step into a little grace how might you start practicing? Notice that I'm not saying that I need you to be perfect at it or that I even expect you to come away from this set of holidays going, ah, now I understand everything about it. I'm just suggesting that you begin practicing. Someone that inched me forward a good 20 years back was a woman named Maya Angelou. Uh, I read her a lot uh, when I was in my thirties. I got a hold of a book called "I Know Why the Caged Bird." I know why the caged bird sings, and I, w- I want to say I was in my later call. I I think I was in my master's program at that time. Not sure, but there was there was this quote. I don't think directly in that book, but maybe in an article I dug up, and I just saw it again on James Clear's blog. So I want to share this with you. It really, really had an effect on me. She said, family isn't always your blood. It's the people in your life who want you in theirs, the ones who accept you for who you are. The ones who would do anything to see you smile and who love you no matter what. Those are the words of Maya Angelou. I think I could also say family is often your blood. But she's making a good point here. Family isn't always your blood, not always. The place that you might anticipate feeling the most comfortable, going to those holiday gatherings, feeling like you are so welcomed, it might not always be with those that you are blood-related to, but it is a place where you feel invited. On the contrary, there are many people that feel absolutely most at home when they are with their family. What I want you to notice is what rings true for you and practicing those graceful responses in comfort. Because if you can do it there, you're ready to start that masterclass when someone challenges you. So it looks like this. You're at the holiday. Someone is sitting across from you. It is someone you love. It is someone you feel a particular bond with. And they say, I just saw your latest article. Wow. You did a wonderful job with that. You opened my eyes to some new ideas. Now look how easy they made it for you. All you have to do is say, thank you. That's graceful. That's grace right there. 101. Don't forget to say, thank you. Now, if you were going to botch this, you would say, oh, gosh, I, I, I'm so glad you liked it. I hated it. I had to rewrite that thing 17 times. It was just, all right, you're screwing up your grace. When someone compliments you, especially someone that you know you have a really lovely bond with, say, thank you, that's grace. Now, maybe someone further down the table says, oh, Yeah. What did you write about? Okay, you're going to go a little deeper into your masterful grace class. Do you feel like you can bring up the topic with this person? If you do, then you say, Oh, I just, I just uh, published an article last week on the topic of grace. Now get ready. All right. Your class on grace is just going to get tough. Grace? Really? that's interesting. What are your thoughts on grace? Now, what are they doing? They're asking you to be the author while you're sitting there at the table. You can deal with this gracefully. You can, if you, if you really want to go into the master class of grace, you can start exposing on this topic and see how it goes. Your coach here, Coach Debbie, usually says things like, well, I've recently been reviewing how I feel about grace. I wonder what you would think. And I, I did put it out about a week ago on this platform. I'd love hearing what you have to think about it. Maybe go check it out. That gracefully gets you out of talking about it at that turkey dinner across from probably the main turkey at the table <laughs> the one challenging you but you have gracefully thoughtfully declined any attempt to go head to head on something that maybe you are new at authoring you are you are owning the fact that you wrote it you are owning the fact that you stand behind the concepts but you are not owning that at this holiday dinner, you are being interviewed and you're being called to answer and defend anything you have published. You don't have to do that. And you wouldn't believe how many authors don't know that. So today's show is about stepping into grace, really understanding you have permission To write about those vulnerable topics or any topic where you feel you have something to offer, but then don't ruin it by thinking that you have to defend and promote and do all this extra work to make sure that everyone gets on your side. There's going to be plenty of people that aren't on your side, they might even be. At the holiday table, but you can gracefully publish and gracefully decline being interviewed at that table. Ask me how I know. I have been in that situation over and over again. And I have been the person who has defended myself. And I've just found I'm a happier girl. Eating turkey as opposed to debating with a human turkey at holiday time. And I bet you would be too. So I've got more to share with you on this. Again, I'm going to go over to my socials. going to see if you're sending in a question today about grace and how it matches up with the holidays. Stay tuned.
1: You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just. Sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence.
0: Welcome back to Story U Talk Radio Thanks so much for joining me here today. We are talking about the holidays and how we navigate them with grace, especially if you are stepping into that calling of authoring your way through your brand. Maybe you have started a blog. Maybe you are posting articles regularly now. Maybe you are even stepping into writing a book. If you're doing any of these things, I promise you, the holidays are going to give you a chance to practice your level of grace and maybe even elevate them. And I'm here today to try and help you come away with some ideas for that. I also would like to tell you about methods I use and... I want to carry this conversation beyond today if you would like to be in a community. I have two communities right now. One is for the more beginner author that doesn't necessarily have a public blog yet, isn't, uh, isn't someone that has written a book before, but you're very intrigued. Maybe not totally committed, but you're very intrigued and you'd like to learn more, and you'd like to have others that are like you around you. I have a community that I like to call the superstars. And this community just started this year, and we will be continuing in 2024. I do have a special rate for that right now, which will allow you to have a coaching session with me in the month of January. The superstars when they commit for 6 months pay $900 and if you would like to begin with us not only will you have access for those 6 months but you will also have a 60-minute coaching session with me in the first month. So that would be January 2024. On the other hand, you might be a little more uh, practiced as an author. Maybe you've already written a book. Maybe you are someone that is putting out articles. And maybe, this is one of the requirements actually, you're female. I have a group I call the Heroines. And this is the Heroine Salon. They're a little more advanced and they are committed to producing a book or a blog, or a series of articles, or something uh, in the first six months of 2024. This group, the heroines, will meet for six months. Of course, there's an opportunity for renewal. And the, the doors for that are open right now. And we do have five seats right now for that. You do have to qualify. So all you need to do is go to my website, CoachDebbie.com, and just click on Connect. CoachDebbie.com, that's D-E-B-B-Y. Click on Connect and just tell me a little bit about what you want to produce in the new year and that you're interested in the women's group. And I'll get back to you. It, it won't take long at all to figure out if this is the group for you or if perhaps my superstars is the group for you, or if I know of someone else that is offering a group, that would really be a good fit that I want to tell you about. All right? If I can't serve you in the way you're looking, let's have the conversation because it's very possible I know someone who can. Now let's get back to our topic. We've got... Just a handful, maybe two weeks left in this year right now. We are in the holiday season, and I really think the holidays is a time to cultivate, if not elevate, your ability to work with grace. It's essential. It's a time when those that have experienced loss earlier in the year are re-experiencing it again. It's a time where those who are experiencing guilt or shame or sadness are experiencing it magnified at the holiday time. It's a time when those that have struggled with any addiction are tempted again. It's a time when people often that are not sure how to show up deeply isolate. While I don't want to stick a good sticker or a bad sticker on this stuff, you know in your own skin how you want to be at holiday time. And if you can cultivate some grace, you're going to find yourself in situations where you feel a little more welcomed, where you feel stronger in your own authoring of your life, of your, your commitment to your words, you're going to feel happier stepping into the new year as opposed to just charging into the new year, hoping that this last year doesn't give you a nice big old bite as you exit, right? Sometimes we just don't take evaluation or any inventory of our year as we're leaving, because we're worried it just won't feel good. We're just not sure how to bring grace to ourself at the end of it. So let's think about that. If you're going to go to some of these holidays events, how might you bring some grace to yourself? One thing I'd like you to do is just think about how much time you are giving to yourself at the holidays and how much time you might automatically be giving away. So now again, those loved ones, they're worthy of your time, but are you possibly allocating more time to them than you would ever think to give to yourself? And if you are, is it so? that you need a little more time for yourself. How might you claim that? How might you invest in that before you commit to others? I want you to also think about how you talk to yourself. Do you talk to yourself with a certain amount of grace around the holidays, or do you talk to yourself in a punishing manner? Are you talking to yourself saying, oh gosh, I wish my brother hadn't invited all those people because now I feel like I have to get them a gift too. Well, that's kind of a punishing way to, to even engage in your own self-talk. What if it's absolutely delightful that your brother has invited more people, which means you'll get to engage in some conversation since you haven't seen them in a long time? What if in no way it means you're obligated? What if you wanna offer the self-talk of, I'm excited to see more people instead of, oh no, does that mean I need to cook more? Does that need, I need, you know, we don't don't have to put on that autopilot of really going into a non-graceful place. How might I extend my goodwill without really feeling like I need to be obligated? How are you even setting up the own I like to call it your own vibration for the day? How are you doing that at holiday time? Or are you expecting the events you're saying yes to to really be your set point? You know, if you're if you're holding out solely on that New Year's Eve party to be the moment in which you actually get to have fun, you're going to miss a lot of December because New Year's Eve is the very last day. And it's often the very last hours of the holiday. What if instead you began your day with a little more grace and you chose the vibration you want to enter your day with. Let me tell you, there were so many years of my life, I didn't even know that that was a choice I could make, that I could wake up and start a day fresh instead of starting a day in the continuum of any chaos that I had unwillingly agreed to in the previous days, weeks, months, or God forbid, years that's not how you want to be. And it's definitely not how you want to be at holiday time. How might you give yourself just a little more grace when you start the day? I'll tell you, for me, I'm someone who really loves to journal. And I used to always do it at night. Sometimes I still do. But I have found that I enjoy a journaling practice especially in my willingness to get up earlier and really set up what I want in my day, but also set up how I want to feel about my day. Everything gets better when I think on those terms early, early, early in the day. Now, you might be committed to the idea that you don't have time for this. I want to say you could offer yourself a little grace, but let's just for the purpose of argument and continuation, let's just say it's true that you don't have enough time for journaling. What else might you do? I'll tell you something, my, my dad did. Uh, the whole time I was growing up, this, this bothered me, and now I remember it with such fondness. Not only did he get up early and wake us up early, make a whole lot of noise in the house early. But he'd get in the shower, which was at the far end of the house, and he would sing church music at the top of his lungs. Now, the good news is he has a very nice voice. The bad news is he would sing church music at the top of his lungs. I didn't like this. But now that I have the memory of it, I love it. (laughs) I absolutely love thinking about that because it immediately makes me smile. It immediately helps me remember how he was very intentional about starting his day aligned with God. He had those beliefs. He gave himself the grace to be free and begin in a way that spoke to him. Never mind the fact the rest of us would have liked a little more sleep it didn't really matter this was him offering goodwill to his own self bringing up his own spirit i think we got christmas carols in the holiday months as opposed to regular church hymns can't remember but all in all it's now a really good memory what is it that you are willing to commit to during these holidays So you can elevate your experience and really experience them with grace. Not wait for the grace. Not wait for the event to lift you up. Not wait to see your bestie so you can finally have a good day. But how might you choose it? Choose it before you get to the holiday meal. Choose it before you go shopping. It could turn off that obligatory thought that holidays are hard, holidays have all these expectations, holidays have no room for you, and these other things I've been hearing on my Coach Debbie hotline throughout the month. I'm not saying I have negative clients, I'm saying it is natural for us to come up with thoughts that we can spin and overthink, and that disallow the grace to really touch us. I want you to go into your holidays really feeling supported by the your own goodwill that you can offer to yourself. Maybe it's even going to be something material and lovely, like giving yourself a little allowance to buy yourself a little thing or a big thing because it just feels good. Do this. And my friends, what you're going to find in the new year is that you have the ability, a stronger ability to stand in your own voice. Things that might've scared you in this year, you might be a little more open to in the next year. Things that had you thinking, you know, I just can't stand behind being Someone that writes articles, that's for someone more experienced. If you sit at that holiday table and you offer yourself and others grace, watch what can happen for you in the early days of the new year. I'll be right here if you like a little mentoring or support as you step into those days of the new year. Thank you so much for being with me I love bringing you new topics every Thursday. We will be back next week with Ryan Bond from Bond Strength. We're going to talk about personal training. You're going to love it. Stay tuned for next week. I will see you then. And until then, namaste.